so yes, reading the suttas is um, is very important. It's really necessary because, uh, as we said many times before, um, it's been two and a half millennia since the Buddha passed away. So, with all the contemporary teachings, you should make a practice of um, of reading the suttas and study them. Study them in a sense of read, reread, investigate the meaning. Um, and go back to the suttas that sort of inspired you more and um, you know look at different translations look into Pali look at the meaning of the, of the individual Pali terms and words that are rele uh, relevant because um, well it's, it, it, there's so much so much stuff outside so many different instructions views opinions and um, especially when you're beginning the practice you don't really know what is right or what is wrong, but you can certainly use your intelligence to discern what is least likely to be wrong, and that is the suttas. So you don't even know that they are right. I mean, if you're a, a beginner beginner, you, you wouldn't know that even the, the suttas came from the Buddha or they're accurate or, or anything really. There's no, there's no way to verify it. You can just, you know, look at them scholastically, historically and so on, but fundamentally, it's just been so long that you can't really prove it or disprove it. So you use your intelligence to discern what is, as I said, um, generally be the uh, the best course of action with least risk for somebody who's just starting the practice. But even if you're not just starting the practice, uh, again, unless you're at least a Sotapanna, you haven't really understood the suttas, you haven't really understood what the right view is, which means you should not think um, that you have that you read enough of suttas and now you need to do something else or, or find a, some technique or something to, to put it in practice. Understanding the suttas is the practice. Understanding the, the Buddha's word um, is what leads you out of suffering. Uh, not, a, you know, not a practice, not an observation, not a meditation technique, none of that. It's, it's, it's genuinely uh, understanding how to regard your own experience within yourself they will result in you being unable to suffer. So that's what I mean. You could, you should, make a make a routine, uh, make a practice, not out of a meditation technique, but out of a sutta study. Then, if you get the right view, when you get the right view, when you develop the right view, then you will know what samadhi is, and you will know what type of meditation is suitable for your mind to. Uh, increase the wholesomeness of it and decrease the unwholesomeness and so on but in the meantime uh, it is not really optional take a take a translation read it take another translation read it look into pali don't necessarily confused studying the meaning of the suttas with the um, pali scholarship uh, if the mind is inclined towards that side of things that's fine but still the context for your scholarship and uh, and learning Pali and so on should be to uh, understand the meaning. And um, there is a risk there that um, the more information you get about the term or the word in general, that information will be confused for understanding the meaning of it. But that's not the case. Because if that were the case, pure scholarship would result in arahanship. Um, and it doesn't necessarily even result in the right view, more often than not. So, so I mean, get into detail if you need so. Um, you know, dictionaries, Pali, 
um, different translations, different interpretations, but all for the sake of understanding a meaning for yourself. And, uh, and you can actually apply the same even, you know, not just to Pali and the Sutta study, to pretty much anything you're trying to understand. So you say to mind or even in your own language, I think I probably said that before, but like, you know, in English, if you use the word consciousness or feeling or matter, what is it uh, that you're referring to? Like, do you see for yourself that phenomenon that you are designating in your own speech colloquially when you say, oh, I'm conscious of this. So what is that consciousness part? Like, do you see that in your experience that you're referring to? Or is it just an empty designation or is it just an ambiguous designation? So is it the term that you have understood uh, the meaning of? So if you say feeling, what do you refer to? Do you refer to bodily sensations? Do you, do you refer to states of mind? The, are you clear about it? Or is it just like a, you know, all these colloquial terms are taken for granted as something they are understood, while in reality they're just used basically on the surface and uh, without any, any degree of greater understanding of the meaning behind it. So, because there has to be a phenomenon. Uh, even when you say feeling, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that, or the matter of this, or the consciousness, there has to be a phenomenon that you are designating. There has to be something in your experience that is standing for that matter you're talking about. What is it? Do you see it for yourself enduring there while you're talking about it? So from that point of view, you don't even need Pali. Just understand the five aggregates in your own language. Understand what they are here and now, how they're experienced as the enduring phenomenon in your experience as a whole. And yeah, your, your Rupadana in regard to them will be diminishing because the clarity of the nature is becoming clearer. And, and that's the reason why there is no um, the, uh, the clarity in regard to the nature of this phenomenon being developed. It's because uh, the, um, they're used in that uh, ambiguous sense. And uh, there is, people don't make the effort to go, to go against that. And uh, because, again, you just kind of have some general idea of what consciousness is and you, you regard that as sufficient. And now on top of that idea of consciousness, you try to understand other ideas of consciousness, but even your own presently enduring consciousness is not seen for what it is on account of those ideas, not account of some other interfering aging that is blocking you from understanding it. No, it's your ideas that make you think you understood it are preventing you from understanding it. So remove those ideas and what you are left with is the, the nature of consciousness, the nature of the five aggregates, or wherever you direct your mind, the nature of the Four Noble Truths, the nature of suffering. What is suffering as an enduring phenomenon? What is this unpleasant feeling? Is it always when you felt unpleasantly, did you always suffer? Or you only, only suffer sometimes on account of unpleasant feeling that's present? Not always. So then you realize, okay, so there's more to it. It's not a feeling in itself by default. So what is feeling then? What is that which is being felt, that phenomenon? What is it that you're designating when you say, I feel like this or I feel like that? So it's basically that, that's what I'm pointing at, is that direction of the mind that instead of um, taking the information and designations for granted, uh, looks at the meaning behind and is trying to understand that. Um, and whether you, you apply that to your own language and terminology, through your own thinking, to the suttas, 
to Pali or whatever, it's the same direction, it's the same principle, and it needs to be developed. That's a kind of prerequisite for the right view.